The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys on a Friday, which I am just very, very thankful of. You know, you know, whenever we don't travel, we do get there's a little bit of a, I guess, you know, a silver spoon to it in the fact that, hey, we get an extra day to get some content out, which I'm super excited about. Love all the hashtag CCs from the countdown crew absolutely love it and this is our flagship program so buckle up we're going to be here a minute we're going to preview the entire 49ers versus rams matchup which is always fun because we see this team at least twice a year at least sometimes three and so the coaching staffs know each other the players know each other uh, the fans know each other you know i've lived in la for the past eight years before that now i live in east bay but yeah, this is huge. So super excited, bragging rights. You look at who's won the division. I think it's the past four years. I think it was is one of these two teams. Seattle might have been in there once. Um, but this is a huge game. So we're going to be going through. We're going to be previewing. We're going to be going through what the Rams did last year. Matchups, bets, predictions, previews, strengths, weaknesses. You name it, we're going to be here. Now, I am flying solo today. Um, and I have to give credit to the man himself, Coach Cruz, um, who helped build this entire episode with research and all that stuff. He's just the absolute best. Shout out to Coach Cruz and the father-in-law, Mike. He's the freaking man. Love that dude. We had an awesome time partying together um, this past weekend in Pittsburgh. Uh, what's up, Matthew? How we doing, man? Uh, he says, what's up, JC? I can hear you saying it, Matthew. The, the voice is burned into the, the brain, which I really, really like. That is awesome. Um, yeah, Debster comes out and says... Kyle has PTSD from that Lions game in week one last year where you jumped up to this huge lead. 
they came back, fumble, onside kick recovery. You know, it's just like, what the heck? You complete dominate a team for 48 minutes almost, you know, it, a little more than that, actually. And then the game came down to the wire. So, it, yeah, playing players a little bit longer. And we took account of that in our bets of the week. So we'll, we'll get to some of that stuff. We will. Now, the poll today that we put up on the live show, which, which I'm pretty excited about, was who's going to have the most receiving yards for the 49ers this week? Um, the four options that I put up there were CMC, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. And it's pretty close. Um, currently, as uh, you know, I'm reading this, Debo has the most with 40% of the vote. Ayuk and Kittle tied for second at CMC and fourth. Um, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are. And if you think somebody else like a Juwan Jennings, which I do have a betting special for him this week. Um, throw that in there. Throw that in there. Now, this show, again, if this is your first time joining us on one of our preview scouting report shows, a little bit different than how we do most of our shows. Most of our shows are pretty heavy Q&A because I want to bounce back and forth. This show is modeled after whenever I was a coach. Uh, you know, my first few years, I was in charge of scouting and whatever else. And so I, I created a template. You know, modified a template is more accurate. And we would give it to coaches. And I was one of the coaches that would go out and give it to the other coaches. And just kind of what it is we're looking for um, in getting to know this other team. Obviously, you can watch film. But whenever you're there, everything changes. And so that's what this show is. So I've got 10 pages of notes <laughs> for today's episode. Um, and we're getting through them. Uh, the John Chapman voice is not quite recovered from Pittsburgh and all the screaming and partying, but I don't give a damn. Um, sometimes you got to limp through a game, and that's what we're going to be doing today. So uh, appreciate you guys, and give me just a little bit of leeway, um, but we're going to have a good time. My good friend Jack, what's up, brother? Appreciate the super chat. He says, it's Rams week, baby. I've got Purdy three for 300 plus. We're going to hang 40 on them. Uh, Sozar, which I know what that stands for. Same old sorry ass Rams all week, all week, all week. And I, I, I am happy that they won last week. I really, really am because one, I, I think Seattle's the better team and probably the biggest competition. At least they were last year for the 49ers in the NFC West, but we swept the division last year. The Rams, you know, Stafford went out there and balled. He didn't get hit once. He was just chilling and dicing them up and whatever else. But, man, whenever you look at the team of the Seahawks versus the 49ers, they're so antithetical to each other in the way in which they're built. The Seahawks' worst group is their defensive line. 49ers' best group is their defensive line. And so, like, that in and of itself, that's the difference. That's the difference. Um and so, yeah, we'll, we'll get to a lot of those. I hope you're right, Jack. I would love those stat lines. Um, I, I think it's going to be fun. And we'll get to the part where uh, <laughs> we, we get to y'all's predictions. I see some of them are dropping. There ain't nothing wrong with that, baby. Uh, drop those predictions. So let's jump in. Uh, early season battle for first place. Whoever wins this game already by themselves atop the NFC West. Um, you've got two one and oh teams. You got two oh and two teams, both to see or sorry, oh and one teams heading into this. But with the Cardinals and the Seahawks losing, you got the Rams and the 49ers winning. We're playing there. This is a clear early favorite. And if the Rams win this game, which is very possible, like the NFL is weird. It's even more weird when division opponents play. 
It's like a rivalry game in college football. A lot of times you hear the old cliche, you can throw the records out when these two teams face each other. And I can't really do that with these two teams, but with division opponents, weird stuff happens. Early in the NFL season, weird stuff happens. So you're just kind of compounding this unpredictability, which, you know, that's huge. But there's so much continuity between these two teams playing each other that I think it's a little bit easier um, to kind of sit down and talk and predict some of this stuff. So whoever wins this early lead for, you know, NFC West. And if the Rams win this, they'll be 2-0 against in the division, which is crazy. Yeah, they won two games last year in the division, and both were against the, the Cardinals, I believe. Like, that's it. They could already match that mark. That'd be huge. And we could talk about, you know, we, we always conclude the episode with the connections between these two teams, and there are many. But none more important than Shanahan and McVay. Besties at one point, now very, very salty towards each other, and rightfully so. Um, and you know, Shanahan owns McVay in the regular season, eight and no. Their last eight games, Shanahan, the 49ers have beat the Rams eight times in the regular season. Now, if we want to look at the other side of the coin, when it mattered most in the NFC Championship, McVay won. And so, you know, you look at the last nine matchups, 49ers are eight and one, but they lost the most important. This one. If we're just looking at those matchups and what's most important, this one's going to be pretty far down the list. Um, just what it is. Now, in those last eight regular season games, the 49ers have outscored the Rams 214 to 131. That's plus 83-point differential. Uh, Shanahan has owned this dude. There's no other way to put it. No other way to put it. Now, the Rams won last week, 30-13. to 13, Amazing game. It was the weirdest game ever whenever I watched it. It really, really was because both teams were bad. The Seattle Seahawks came out and scored on their first three possessions, came out red hot, tackle got injured. Then they struggled, but then they missed a field goal on their fourth. They should have scored on the first four possessions, uh, the Seahawks, and then they just tanked. Second half was just gross, terrible coaching job. Um, it was awful. Um, didn't really do anything the entire second half. Now, the question comes to this. Are the Rams a good team, or are the Seahawks just that bad and poorly coached? And they were poorly coached. I, I think we're going to find out this answer. Because you can say the same thing about the 49ers. Like, if you watch the 49ers for Steelers, that was complete and utter domination for, what is there, 60 minutes in a game for 58 minutes. There were two good minutes for the Steelers. That's it. The other 58 minutes dominated by the 49ers. You watch the Rams and Seahawks game, First half was 50-50. Second half, Rams dominated. So we're going to kind of figure out, you know, 49ers won 30-7. Rams won 30-13. Still pretty close to a dominating performance. There's no doubt about that. Um, sticking with the craziness, this is also the NFL's NFL history. Shout out to Brian. I saw a couple other people throw this around, but I didn't have it in my notes. Um, this is the first time in NFL history with a quarterback that was picked first overall in the draft and a quarterback picked dead last in the overall draft. Obviously, Stafford picked first overall coming out of Georgia and Brock Purdy, 262, coming out of Iowa State. Never happened. Um, you know, Purdy has not played against the Rams. Uh, the week, the matchups last year against the Rams were early in the year, weeks four and eight, I believe. Um, Purdy didn't come in until like week 10. So... It might have been week 13. Yeah, I think it was week 13, but whatever. I digress. 
this is new for Purdy. And so he's already, you know, Purdy's already played the Seahawks twice. He hasn't played against the Rams. So that's another wild card if you want to throw it in there. And you can be like, ooh, yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, now, the opponent record, we played one week. They're 1-0. and Last year, though, they finished 5-12. and Not a good football team. And they got a lot worse. Their roster is much worse. Much worse this year than it was last year. And it's not even close. Um, now, if we look at the updated PFF rankings after just week one, which I think is a pretty cool little snapshot. Uh, this is out of 32 teams, remember. The Rams are 11th overall. So, good performance. Second in offense, Matt Stafford diced him up, man. Stafford had a game. Didn't get hit at all. Did whatever he wanted from the pocket. It looked really, really good. Uh, defense was 29th. Yeah, case in point. Aaron Donald's awesome. Defense, little suspect. Special teams, 30th. They sucked on special. It was a sloppy, sloppy game last week. Oh, look at this, man. Uh, shout out to the man, Chris Kemp. Beyond generous with his super chat donation. Thank you, man. Um, this is wonderful. He says, give away a t-shirt, bro. Um, <laughs> maybe closest to guess the Kittle stat line. You're calling the rules. Build this community. Thanks for all your hard work, sir. Um, thank the fam for following us. Um, that is awesome. I, I really do. We're all about community here. We're all about building that. Chris, I want to say thank you. So, yeah, let's give away a 49ers Rush Road Trip shirt. Um, while I am recording this live, I am going to come up with a crazy question off of the top of my head. And the first one that gets this, I don't want to do the Kittle stat line because that's going to get complex with, you know, all the stuff and check it back and post. So I want to be able to clear this giveaway now to reward the people that are here with us. So here's my question to everybody. And the first one with the correct answer that comes up on my on mine, your order is different than what shows on mine on the live uh, YouTube feed. Um, and again, this could, you could be on Facebook, you could be on Twitch, you could be on Twitter, you can be on any of those things. The first one that comes up on my feed, um, so it's different order than what you see. He's going to get this. Here's the overall question for the. He said George Kittle. Let's keep it George Kittle. What number overall was George Kittle drafted by the 49ers? The overall pick number, not the round. The overall pick number. I'm looking at the correct answer right now. The first one that gets it correct, um, we will give away a T-shirt. And so, again, just to kind of put this into perspective, the overall pick number. And I'm just going to be honest. Some people are not going to win this because I'm not going to allow them to win this. Um, but that's okay. I, I, I see a lot of the correct answers. And this dude... I love it. All these things. Coach Cruz was the first one to come in. Coach, I ain't giving you, I'm giving you a t-shirt later. All right. We hang out. I'll see you at the tailgate. Don't take away a t-shirt from somebody else. Uh, the correct answer, my man. Uh, and the first one, not named Coach Cruz. Shot Jay. You've done so much for the show, and I appreciate you. Uh, let's get you a t-shirt, brother. Uh, reach out to me. You got my information. We'll get your address and all that stuff. I'll get that order for you. And I just want to say thank you to Mr. Kemp. Chris, thank you so much for your generosity. Um, and for everybody else, yeah, it, you guys are just the absolute best. It, just love it. it. This is what it's about. And look at Josh. He's saying, what's up, faithful? It, it, it's just bringing people together, giving stuff away. Man, that's awesome. Uh, Mr. G Brown, thank you for the super chat. He says, question. The real reason the 49ers beat the Rams consistently is because the roster composition is built on physicality. 
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mike uh, LaFleur's in, uh, yeah, there we go. Intimate scheme player, coach, knowledge, is a Rams edge. I'm going to dive into deep. I'm with you, Gammon. You know, that everything about the Rams coaching staff, their head coach, OC, and DC, because the ties, you could, I mean, they're the 49ers. I'm, I'm serious. Shettyhead's probably closer to their DC than he is anything else. Raheem Morris. Like, these guys have such a huge overlap. And LaFleur was with us forever. That changes some things. You know, I Shanahan's going to do Shanahan things. But, yeah, I, I think that's a very astute point. I, I really, really do. I, I thank you. Yeah, Coach Cruz ain't winning that one. <laughs> I, I vetoed that one, and I know Coach Cruz is going to get mad at me. Look at him. He says, I don't need it. I give Coach Cruz everything, man. That dude's got it all. Um, but he, I know for Coach Cruz, he just wanted to prove that he knew it faster than everybody else. I know that dude. I know that dude. That's just who he is. And that's all he needs to sleep at night. At least, and maybe a little old-fashioned, but that's okay. Um, now, back to the PFF rankings. So, again, Rams 11th overall, second offense, 29th out of 32 teams defense, 30 special teams. It was terrible special teams. 49ers after week one. Overall, number one. Offense, seventh. Defense, first. Special teams, 16th. I would love... <laughs> I would absolutely love to keep special teams at 16th, which is perfectly average, right? 32 teams right in the middle. If we just have an average special teams core, oh, I would be the happiest dude. Um, that's I would be the happiest dude ever because the offensive defense is on point. Special teams just doesn't need to cost us games. That, that's it. That's all we need. Shot J says, yay. Much appreciated, Christian John. This is why I love this community so much. Man, heck yeah, dude. That's what's up. Get some free stuff. Uh, give away too much stuff, but that's okay. Sticking with Gammon's uh, comment earlier, Flat Plane says, yeah, this roster is physical. And it's funny because, you know, we did our film breakdown all week. And I, I still haven't loaded the special teams. That would be up uh, probably tomorrow. 
um, tomorrow morning. But I'll say this. There's one player on the entire roster, and this is why I was so upset with the Cameron Law to pick, and now it's Isaiah Oliver. There's two players that just don't fit the Niners' personality. You know, Law to, he's going to develop. He's young. Isaiah Oliver doesn't fit to me. And you watch that defensive tape, and it's just all these dudes that are foaming at the mouth, trying to hit people in the face as much as they can. Like, that's the Niners' personality all across the board. Corners, D-linemen, linebackers, safeties, doesn't matter. Everybody wants to hit. And then you see 26 out there, and he's catching people. He's just putting arms out to tackle. And it's just like, golly, that dude just, he just does not fit. Now, I'm hoping that changes. I'm hoping that changes. But, yes, I do agree. Whatever, you know, how many defensive players think we had? 20 defensive players play snaps for us, and 19 out of 20 are physical as hell. Even Ambry Thomas was physical, and that wasn't, you know, his thing. I do think that that's a difference. Um, yeah, uh, right here, Chris says, anyone else get that gold starter jacket from Homage? Just sh uh, saw mine ship. They're still up. I checked this morning. Um, here, can I share this screen? Every time I do this, I always mess something up. But I, I think that this is important, and I just want to, you know, my entire, you know, <laughs> I remember being a kid and just thinking, like, this was the coolest thing ever. Um, the 49ers satin jacket, it's over on homage.com, H-O-M-A-G-E. They're not paying me for this. Um, the jacket's up. It, it's $165, not cheap, but it's starter. It's the starter homage satin jacket, ladies and gentlemen. So if you got a birthday, I wish I would ask for one for my birthday. I just totally goofed. I was caring about getting it out to everybody else. Uh, but if it's still up after the show, I think I might buy one. I do like my other starter jacket, but. That thing is just straight fire. Um, so anyway, that's up. Go get it. Uh, not making money on it. I just, man, if it makes somebody happy, as I remember my jacket, my buddies would, I'm never going to get through this show and I don't give a damn. This is fun. We would walk to school. It started in, I think it was fourth grade. I had my Niners jacket. My buddy had his Notre Dame jacket. My other buddy had a Florida State jacket. Buffalo Bills, and I was in Dallas, so lots of Cowboys. We would meet. We'd walk to school. It was like a mile and a half walk, whatever else. And I was the first one because I lived the farthest, and I walked by my friend's Adrian's house. We'd pick him up. Then I'd go by CJ's house. We'd pick him up. We'd go by DJ's house. We'd pick him up all on the way to school, right? And we'd all bring – we didn't bring our books. We brought our playing cards. And we would go to the loading dock, like where they would unload, like, the food and stuff for the, uh, for the lunches and whatever else. The fourth grade. And so it was a big concrete ledge. It, that was, you know, a little bit, you know, we would stand and we would lay out our binders with all of our cards in it. Now, this is in North Texas. I didn't give a damn if it was 95 degrees. I'm wearing my starter jacket, ladies and gentlemen. That's just facts. All of us did. We'd be sweating like crazy, not giving a damn because we were the coolest looking kids in the world. Outsiders had nothing on us. And like, you know, it's just the nostalgia of all those things, which is just, I don't know. I hope, yeah, right here, J.D., I hope other people feel this way. Um, yeah, J.D. says, that jacket is what uh, got me started as a Niners fan as a kid. I never had one, but the first time I saw one in kindergarten, and from there on, 49ers were my team. I mean, that thing, oh, it's just the coolest damn thing, man. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Dave, he said, I get one, but global warming, I never wear it in SoCal. There we go. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, Dave says he likes the stories. Good. I'm glad I'm not like pissing people off about this story. Um, hopefully other people have some stories and I appreciate when people reach out and share those. Gamut back with another super chat. Thank you, man. Give your score prediction for this game. Would it be different if Cup was playing? Yes, it would be. Um, T.O.P., the real key to the game. As a grown man, should I get satin bottoms to match my satin ja jacket? The answer is hell yes. Hell yes. Have you, you seen my money suit? Yeah. You go all in. You go all in. Um, yeah, and I will be sharing my score prediction at the end of the episode. I don't want to ruin it now, but I would love to see everybody else's. So the G-Man asked for it. Let's give it. What are your score predictions for this game? And be honest. I, I know everybody wants to predict 69 to 0. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to see y'all score predictions. Uh, that, that That's that's what's up. I, I love it. I love it. Oh, look at this. Ed says, John, is it exactly 48 hours to kick off right now? Let's go. Two days, baby. Two days. My son's got a far, uh, football game. I'm excited about that. Um, all good things. All good things. So get those score predictions in. Let's go through this Rams coaching staff and get to know them a little bit. Sean McVay, good Lord. You know, he's he's John McVay's grandson. And if you don't know who John McVay is, he was the general manager slash exec slash whatever for all five of our Super Bowls. One, two, three, four, fifth. Um, he was here from 1980 to 1996. All five Super Bowls was a part of him. Uh, one of the best ever. And Sean McVay, youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. I mean, he's incredible. Um, now, the connections between McVay and Shanahan are many. Shanahan fought to get him. Uh, actually, I don't think Shanahan fought to get him on that Bucks staff. And this is back-to-back -back weeks. You know, last week, we played Mike Tomlin, right? Or he was the head coach. Mike Tomlin was on that Tampa Bay Bucks roster as a DB's coach. Shanahan was an offensive assistant. McVay gets his foot in the door as an office, offensive assistant with Shanahan. Then Kyle Shanahan, whenever he's the OC in Washington, brings McVay with him as an offensive assistant. When Daddy Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan got fired, McVay stayed and got promoted to tight ends coach, then OC at Washington. So Shanahan's got ushered out the door. McVay got promoted. Then he became the head coach from there at the Rams. Uh, the rest is history. And, you know, you look at his record, it's incredible. 60-38, and 7-3 in the postseason. Um, I mean, he's just been really, really good as a head coach in the regular season. So a lot, a lot of wins. There, there's no doubt about that. Um now, if we look at Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, and thank you, Celestial. And like, I wish people could understand how huge John McVay was for this franchise. The paramount. I really do believe that. It's like Bill Walsh, George Seifert, and then John McVay. Eddie DeBartolo, obviously, at the top of that. But uh, Carmen Policy, you put it up there. Like, he's above those. a lot of those guys. He's an absolute legend. Archite architect, you know what I mean? Um, now, Mike Mike LaFleur, we had his brother, we had him. This dude, he's bounced around everywhere. And he became an intern with Kyle Shanahan when he was at Cleveland. And so he was an offensive intern there. Then Shanahan goes to the Falcons as um, the OC. And guess what? He brings on LaFleur. LaFleur was with him the whole time. 
Shanahan gets hired as the head coach for the 49ers. What's he do? He brings on LaFleur. LaFleur was here from 2017 to 2018 as passing game corner wide and wide receivers coach. Then he got promoted to just passing game coordinator in 2019 to 2020. Then he went to the Jets as the OC, got fired. Now he's with the Rams. He has been with Kyle Shanahan from 2014 to 2020. They were together for seven seasons in a row. So McVay knows Shanahan. LaFleur knows Shanahan a lot more. Does that make sense? Like seven consecutive seasons. And he was with Kyle Shanahan back when um, he was the head coach. So, so I think that's kind of the difference there. I mean, they know everything about him. Now the defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, who's one of my favorite people in the NFL, um, that dude just fought his way up. He started at Hofstra, then Cornell doing the Ivy League thing, then back to Hofstra. And guess what? Guess where he coached? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, on that Tampa Bay Bucks team with Mike Tomlin, with McVay, with Shanahan. Now you got Raheem Morris on there as well. Like that staff, just incredible. Um, so you've got that mix there. He goes to K- Kansas State. He's a defensive coordinator for a while, goes back to the Bucks, and then guess what? When Daddy Shanahan gets the Washington Redskins job, guess who they call? None other than Raheem Morris is the D.C. So every single day, you got O.C. D.C., Shanahan versus Raheem Morris in practice with the Washington Redskins. Um, then when the Shanahan's got fired, interim head coach, yep, you guessed it, Raheem Morris steps in. Uh, he was the head coach there for a while. Then Shanahan becomes the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. Guess who they hire as the D.C.? That's right. Uh, I mean, these guys freaking know each other like no other. Um, the overlaps, if there was a Venn diagram, it's just a big damn circle because these guys know every single thing about each other. Now, let's get to the players and some of these injuries that both teams have to fight through. This is just the NFL. Um, Drake Greenlaw was out with the groin yesterday or two days ago, but he practiced yesterday on Wednesday. So Greenlaw was limited. I fully expect him to go. I think it was Cam Inman. Shout out to Cam. uh, Released a video of him warming up. Looked good. Didn't seem to. He was limited, but I I don't think it's going to be an issue. Samuel Womack's got a knee issue. Could be a week-to-week issue. So special teams could take a slight hit. Your corner depth takes a slight hit. Womack kind of backs up everything. The Rams, a lot more injuries. Cooper Cup's on IR. I think their best player, not named Aaron Donald, um, he's incredible. Now, they've had the young pup, Puka Nakua, step up, who's Kai Nakua's brother, who is with the Niners. He was incredible. He had 10 catches last week. Uh, he did not practice and was limited today. So Wednesday was limited. He practiced today. Limited. Uh, it's an oblique thing. Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic, she said that um, he will be questionable but is expected to play. But, you know, he's that's rough going against this Niners defense and already kind of questionable. You know, he's going to play not the best for him. Stetson Bennett released from the team. I hope everything's good there. Joe Noteboom, ankle limited, Akella Witherspoon, hip, uh, but full practice. Uh, so he's going to be out there, but still not, you know, 100% by any stretch of the imagination. And so I think that's kind of important. Um, ju- just something to kind of, Keep your eye out for and just pay attention. Now, let me just say this. I'm not going to be at the game this week. I know that uh, 
If you just go on Facebook and type in like LA Invasion, you can see all those parties and stuff that's up. I know they're going to be at Tom's Watch Bar Saturday night. There's lots of tailgates, the locals up there. Uh, so if you're trying to find a place to fit in for LA, those options are out there. If you can't find something, reach out to me. I will plug in place. I'll get you somebody to party with. Even though I'm not going to be there, I know it's going to be Levi South. That's just the way it is. But for the rest of the year, if you do want to hang out, we got you covered. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community. And we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together. Night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go see the full list of all 12 games, both home and away, that we will be working on. And remember, every single event we do is family-friendly. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com Remember, we got the home tailgate going for the Giants game. Uh, we're going to be over the blue lot. Going to be an absolute... The Miss Chabby gets to come to this one. It's on a Thursday game. We're going to be having a good time. It's going to be fun. Oh, what's up, Alvin? Sorry I don't get to see you out there in L.A. this time, but I hope you have an absolute blast. Um... You're the man. You are the freaking man. So, history of the Niners versus the Rams. They have played way too many times. Uh, Niners lead by a considerable margin. 77 wins for the Niners, 68 for the Rams with three ties. But, like we said, the last nine games, Niners are 8-1. and one. Uh, The very last time these two teams played, that was the CMC Triple Crown game. Um, 49ers won 31-14. to 14. We were there for that one. That was a blast. Um, you know, CMC had the rush touchdown, pass touchdown, receiving touchdown, and Niners dominated, but we turned the ball over five times, so it was a mess. Um, Jimmy G had a good game. CMC was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it, it was just awesome. But the 49ers were down 14-10 to 10 at the half, and then just blew them out in the second half. It was just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Um, now, if we look at these two teams, I believe the 49ers got better from where they were last year. Um, one, Javon Hargrave, much bigger addition than anybody else that we lost. Um, and then Brock Purdy being healthy, I think, is huge. So I, I think there's more people involved in that for sure. But, you know, the the Rams struggled big time. They lost a lot. Now, they added Coleman Shelton and John Johnson the third and Akella Witherspoon. But they lost Jalen Ramsey. That's a top three corner, no matter how you look at it in today's NFL. Taylor Rapp, good safety, gone. Ashawn Robinson, the run stuffer, gone. Nick Scott, gone. Baker Mayfield, gone. But, you know, obviously, you know, they, they got um, their quarterback back. They, they've done well in the draft, and all their guys have to play. They're breaking the record for the most undrafted free agents to make a roster ever in the modern draft era. Um, they have no depth, none. But Steve Avila, their second-round pick, that's one of my key matchups. He plays left guard for them. Brian Young, who a lot of the Niners fans were huge, the edge rusher from Tennessee. He's starting for him. Kobe Turner, their defensive tackle. He took Ashawn Robinson's place. Nick Hampton, the edge guy out of App State. Uh, I mean, all their guys are playing. They're rookies. They're playing. It's just they they have no choice. Um, the, the cap, <laughs> the cap came a calling. And they took advantage of it for a long time. And now they're paying the price. And, and again, I said. The Rams could be decent to start the year, but if they have a few injuries, man, you don't know who these guys are. I put out on Twitter, I don't know if you guys remember the Key and Pill sketch 
whenever they would do the East versus West football games and they would get up there and just make up all these ridiculous characters and be like, <laughs> I'm Chumbawamba Humba from Washington State. It's just all these different names. That's what it's like for the Rams defense. You got Aaron Donald and then you can't name these people. That I mean, you just can't. I'm a draft guy. I think we ranked over 300 players. I didn't know like half their starters because they're just, it's what they got, man. And they're working for it. So uh, they played great week one. We'll see how it goes. Andrew, thank you for the super chat and contribution. He says, thanks for the tailgate last weekend. Had a blast. Keep up the great work. That is what's up. Thank you, Andrew. Man, we had a good time. <laughs> that was by far, if you went to the um, the Saturday night party for us, that was our biggest party we've ever had. Uh, at one point, we had a count of over 400 people in there, which was cool. And that was just really cool. You know, trying to make sure everybody has a wonderful time and you walk out of that without any negative complaints, without anybody going against you, without, you know, anybody asking for refunds. That's just crazy to me. Um, and, you know, everything we're trying to do is build positivity. And, Andrew, I appreciate you being a part of that. Uh, you are awesome. Um, yeah, look at Sonia. She knows what's up. Adding Hargrave and Farrell uh, is a huge plus for us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, um, Ed trade Sam Darnold to Miami. I don't think we're trading anybody anywhere. I don't think that makes sense right now. I think you just wait a little while, um, allow things to kind of shake out. So I, I'm not expecting any of that stuff to be, to take part. Um, no, I, I don't understand trading Sam Darnold for anything right now. Unless somebody wants to offer a second, not interested. Because at some point, we saw how many times Brock Purdy got hit. I hated that week one. That was my biggest issue with week one. That and the hits to CMC. We're going to need a backup quarterback. Ten years. Ten years, Niners fans. One time a quarterback has finished the entire season. Once. We went to the Super Bowl that year, 2019. Juan, what's up, John? Shot J. Dave Faithful. T-shirt time. Let's do another one, baby. He says, Niners by 17 points. That is what's up. I absolutely love that. Okay. I got you. Um, let me see here. I got another question. I love these types of things, man. It's just so freaking fun. Um, let's see here. Oh, this is simple. This is simple. Oh, I got this. This is easy. Let me scroll back up to my notes just so whenever I continue, I won't be lost. This is the, the <laughs> I've got seven windows open. <laughs> I got like all these screens and it's whatever. So Juan wants to give away a shirt. Here's the question. First one that shows up on the live feed, and sorry for those of you that are not watching the live feed. Uh, we need to figure out some giveaways for people to take part in those. Uh, it's just hard whenever you don't have the interaction back and forth. Here's a question. Matt Stafford is second in the NFL in QBR. Who is first overall in quarterback rating? Who has the highest QBR after week one in the NFL? The first one that shows up on my screen will get a T-shirt. We'll get that sent out to you. Um, yeah, I think you guys might know the answer to this one. But, again, this is <laughs> – yeah, you got to be kidding me. The first one again, dang you, Coach Cruz. Uh, he got it correct. It is Brock Purdy is one. Um, get out of here, Coach Cruz. You, you, we need to go do some trivia, brother. Uh, I feel like we'll do well. But the winner is Sean Farish, the Irish man. What's up, buddy? Um, I know, you know, got my information, so reach out. We'll get you a shirt in the mail. Compliments of the wonderful Juan Solace, the man, uh, the guy that is responsible for so much in this podcast. 
having success. Without Juan, we are not where we are. Um, without so many people, we're not who we are. Love the team. I mean, you always see my rosy red cheeks up here. A lot of people contribute to this and very, very thankful. JD, Hingle McCreekenberry for the win. That's right. He got the key and pill sketch. Um, we got Brock, BCB. Love all the correct answers. That is correct. Debster, thank you. Coach, stop being so good, man. That dude knows his stuff. Uh, <laughs> he says, Coach says, I think we just have good inter internet over here. There you go. Sacktown in the house. All right. Let's go to the Rams defense. Let's focus on them first. Um, and I didn't really pull up all of the stats from this one single game. They played well. They gave up seven, you know, they gave up, uh, what's it called? 14 points or 13 points. They played great. I want to look at what they did, uh, you know, last year. And I think that's huge. Um, look at Sean. He says, pay it forward. Oh my gosh. And another one. We doing another one. All right. Tempt me with a good time. We just got to give stuff away. I know that there's somebody out there that's like, uh, can somebody just like uh, talk more football for me, please? But hey, man, we're building the community. We're having a good time. We're doing all those things. Um, I love it. Okay, here we go. Here's our question. 49ers New DC. What team was he the coach of last before he joined the 49ers? Where was Steve Wilkes coaching before? He joined the 49ers. Here's a hint. We played him last year. So where did Steve Wilkes come from for another T-shirt? Thank you, Sean. You guys are freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> I love this. Okay, here we go. I got to see who's first. We're getting the right answers. Um, <laughs> it's the same people get it. Sean J's first. You ain't winning. You already won. Um, there we go right here. S. Sure Grill, which is an awesome name. Congratulations. The Carolina Panthers is correct. Look at that. Coach, you didn't get first or second this time, buddy. That's what I thought. That's what's up. Uh, so Sure Grill, what's up? Reach out to me, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. Give me your address and whatever size you want it sent to. We will take care of that. That is correct. It is the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. My favorite thing about the Panthers, we go into their house. We beat their rear end. They fire their head coach. They trade us their best player. We get their best coach all within a span of about six months i mean we just totally just thank you destroyed them took their best assets and then just parted town um they got raided no doubt about it so uh th there we go uh right there where was steve wilkes first coaching job um in, in the nf it was way back uh he was a dc at johnson c smith ncaa d2 i don't even think that's still uh, it, yeah i don't know where that is it was a college johnson c smith so that was his first coaching job in 1995. He was 26 years old, which is awesome. I like that question. Um, all right. Rams defense last year. Where did they rank 32 teams? 21st in points, 19th in yards, 17th turnovers, 28th in fumbles recovered. They're not a turnover team. Even though they destroyed the Seahawks, they didn't force one turnover. There was like... They're not an opportunistic defense. Even with Jalen Ramsey, even like they just haven't been that. That's not how they win. They are a shell defense, man. They just do not want to give up big plays, which is why the 49ers have always been their Achilles heel because they keep everything in front of them, and we'll check down to Kittle. We'll check down to CMC. We'll check down to Debo, and they just say, screw your damn shell. We'll run through your face anyway. And so X's and O's wise, 
beyond sound. So sound is the defense. I mean, that's Raheem Morris. He's been he's been around, but just because it works on the board doesn't mean it works in real life. Because when you're one on one tackling in the open field against Debo Kittle, CMC, Ayuk, Jennings, yeah, I mean, in the famous words of Marshawn Lynch, sometimes got to run through somebody's face. There we almost said it. Almost said it. It's what it is. And, and I know some people are on here like Marshawn Lynch. He's one of my favorite people ever in the NFL. I understand I hate the Seahawks, but uh, I love me some Marshawn Lynch, man. All right. Defense, again, 16th first downs, average. 14th passing touchdowns, average. Um, just just not good uh, with almost all things. It really not. 10th in rushing touchdowns allowed. They were first in red zone defense, which means they let teams get in there, bend but don't break, don't give up touchdowns late. And I think this is one of the key stats of the game. If the 49ers can cash in their red zone opportunities into touchdowns, this is not going to be a game. It's not going to be a game. It's going to be over quick. Um, but if they're settling, they're kicking four field goals. Yeah, right. You let a team hang around, think they belong. You know what I mean? That That's kind of the way it goes. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> that's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah, I, man, I love this. I'm getting uh, support on uh, the Marshawn stuff. Thank you. I'm very happy for that. Now, strength. What are they good at defensively? It's Aaron Donald. It's Aaron Donald. Now, last year was not his best year. He finished as the number 44th pro football focused player on the defensive tackle. He had a 67.1 grade, but that doesn't mean anything. He's still Aaron Donald. The two safeties finished really, really good last week. Um, Yeast, <laughs> Russ Yeast and Jordan Fuller. Those are their two safeties. They played well. Um, you know, Yeast finished as the 12th safety last week. Fuller 24th on pro football focus. But after that, you're just like, who the hell are these guys? And you 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 read some of these names, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. That like I take pride. I love undrafted free agents. I love all these different things. But you get to some of these names, and it's just like I'm I'm I don't know who they are. I don't know their story. It's just it just gets weird. That, that I mean, I'm not. I don't want to say their names. I don't want to be rude, but it's just I don't know them. These are Madden-created characters, right, where it just auto-populates the draft every year. I don't know who these dudes are. And shout-out to the Rams coaching staff for getting them to where they got to be and, you know, getting them in there. But, yeah, listen to these players. This is from last year. Oh, I'm sorry, last week. Players to exploit. Brown, their nose tackle, finished 119 out of 127 defensive linemen. You can run up the middle on them. The Seahawks ran... They did great. They could do whatever they wanted in the first half and then just pour play calling and coaching and whatever else. Witherspoon. We all know Akella Witherspoon, guys. That's their best cornerback. Not their second, not their third, not who they're relying. That's their best cornerback. And we know he hates tackling. Really? You got a corner that hates tackling? All right. All right. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Kendrick, another corner. He was terrible. That dude was getting diced up. Um, Hawked, you know, their edge rusher, Rose Bloom, their linebacker. There's weaknesses everywhere. Now, their scheme, zone shell, put a roof on top of everything. They're, they're cover six, 
halves, quarters, cover three. Like, they back up. Last week against Pittsburgh, all man. Not all man. A lot of man in today's NFL. You're not going to see a lot of man. You're going to see safeties backing up, safeties backing up, safeties backing up. And so my thing here is IU destroys man. That's just, you can't guard a man. He just creates too much separation. I told everybody Ayuk was going to have a great game last week. A lot of other people were predicting that as well. It came through. If Ayuk has another huge game, oh boy. I know it's contract year. I know he's been building up to this. But if Ayuk has another big game, it's going to be crazy. Now, I asked y'all, most receiving yards for the 49ers this week, Ayuk second. He's got 33% of the votes. Debo's got uh, 38%. Kittle's in fourth or third, and CMC is in fourth. Um, so those are there. Those are there. Now, blitzes and their tendencies. Last week, they blitzed Seattle 10 times. The last two times they played the Niners, same DC, all that stuff. Um, week four against the 49ers, they blitzed Jimmy G 14 times. Then week eight against Jimmy G again, they blitzed them 12 times. So they're not a heavy blitz team. I don't think that that's going to be an issue. Um, I, they want to get there with their guys. And Aaron Donald is the one that gives them everything it is that they're trying to be successful with. He is, he drives the whole thing. And so if you can possibly contain Dan, you know, Brunskill style, Burford can do that. We're going to be okay. Uh, but that's a big if. Now, before we jump to the offense, um, if you want to support the show, and I appreciate all the generosity that's been showed in the chat today, uh, but if you want to support the show and kind of everything we do, this is what you got to do. I am so excited to announce our new platform launch, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. Head over there, check that out, plus our bets of the week. So, again, if you're part of the Frank Gore tier, you get all the videos. If you're part of the Jerry Rice tier, you get all the videos and the bets and the Zoom Hangouts, which we will be doing our next Zoom Hangout after um, the Thursday night game. So we got the Thursday night game against the Giants in week three. We'll do a Sunday night tailgate when the Niners aren't playing that Sunday. We'll get together and hang out uh, during that time. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Supports the show. Uh, it allows us to do these trips and all this other crazy stuff. So uh, I really do appreciate it. Get our Patreon channel, the49ersrush.com. That's where that's at. Now let's jump to the Rams offense. Their 2022 rankings is about as bad as you could ever see. 27th in points, bottom five. 32nd in yards, dead last in the NFL. 17th in turnovers. They protected the ball relatively well. Um, 22nd interceptions, 27th first downs, 27th passing yards, 28th. It's out 32 teams now. 28th passing touchdowns, 29th yards per pass attempt, 26th rush. They were just crappy. The one thing they were good at was fourth downs. McVay could scheme now. Um, but having said that, you had Stafford was pulled, Cup was pulled. Just it was a terrible O line. I think their O line's a little bit better, at least it's healthy right now. 
Um, but they're coming off the worst offense. You could make the argument they were the worst offense in the entire NFL last year, which is saying a lot. Now, one game, they put up 30 points. Can they continue that? And I, I saw somebody right here. Oh, what's up, Jim? Appreciate you. We got, we got somebody from the other side. Uh, always welcome. As long as they are respectful, we would be respectful as well. Um, he says, you know, it's simple. Rams' stealthy offensive line gives Stafford time. 49ers get cooked. Stafford didn't get sacked once last week. If Stafford doesn't get sacked, this is going to be a game. No doubt about it. If you do not hit Stafford, it's going to be a game. And it is going to be a good game. Now, I'm with you, Jim. But this next comment is comical, bro. Come on, man. He says, Rams Nation take over. Y'all can't even take over your own damn stadium. Like, really? Uh, the the sales are already 63% Niners fans for the game this weekend. Like, come on, man. I lived in L.A. for eight years. During that time, they won a Super Bowl. I ain't seen a Rams fan yet. They don't exist. They are a mythical creature alongside the unicorn, the cookie monster, and so many other things. There is no such thing. I'm not convinced you are a real person because you've got a pro player. I wish we could see. I'm sure you are a real person. But, like, come on, bro. Like, you guys, I, I love y'all. And I like I like Rams fans. I've met I've met a few. I've met a few. Um, and I thought they were paid. I didn't think they were real in the wild. You don't see them. Uh, but nah. I, I hope that it's a good game. And I think that the NFL is better when there's division rivalries. You look at the NFL betting odds right now, we're betters here. The 49ers have the best odds to win their division by two times. And that's not a testament to the Niners. I think some of it is. The, the Nobody respects anybody else in the NFC West. And what's the over-under on the Rams? Six and a half games this year? And I, I hope that they get there. But, yeah, come on, man. Um, come on. <laughs> I'm loving all the comments right here. I do respect McVay, and I respect Aaron Donald. I respect Stafford. I think that they're very, very good. What are they going to do offensively? It's simple. You saw it last week. Nakua, who the rookie, he's got to kill it. He got 10 catches. Uh, Shanahan said he reminds him of Juwan Jennings. Bigger dude. He's tough as hell. And, you know, we'll see there. Atwell, 2-2 two, two, two Atwell. That dude is quick. Reminds me of Marquise Brown. Super tiny. Kind of Tyler Lockett, blazing speed, shifty guy. Uh, you touch him, he goes down, but you got to touch him because he's quick. He's super quick. Higby, their tight end's good. Their center, not too bad. He finishes the number six rated center last week. But again, you're playing against probably one of the worst defensive lines in the NFL and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how that looks. David says, man, I would love to see Kinlaw get a few more snaps this week. Kinlaw was awesome last week, man. Dude just played a role, and that role was disrupt and cause problems everywhere else, help everybody else out. I love that. Love that. Ed, what's up? He says, I grew up 30 minutes from Anaheim and was still a Niners fan. That's what's up, man. Love to see it. Now, weaknesses to exploit on offense, good gosh. Uh, Joe Notebloom, not good. Alaric Jackson, if you've heard of him, not good. Van Jefferson was terrible last week. That's their wide receiver, three. It, it, you look at their scheme. What's McVay do? It's simple. It's 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. 20% of the time last week, they were in 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. So I think we're going to be in nickel. 
which I don't like. I think we're better in base than we are in nickel, but you got to match up to what they're putting out there. Um, and so, that, again, you, you you try to – if if you play the game, okay, how can the 49ers not win this game? You don't hit Stafford. That's number one on defense. And number two, your nickel or Ambry Thomas, whenever Demo goes inside, struggle. And that happened in week one. Ambry Thomas got benched. They put in Isaiah Oliver, went much better. Both were bad. Now Samuel Womack's dealing with an injury. So you got two options there. But, ooh, yeah, I'm not liking it. I wouldn't be shocked if somebody gets called up from the practice squad, to be honest with you. I want to see Quantrez Knight out there, baby. Let's go, Q. If, if Womack can't go, I want my boy Q Knight up there in special teams and being a backup out there. He can do it all. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, right here, Matthew. Thank you. He says, Kinlaw said his knee finally catching up to the rest of his body, starting to come together for him. He was a positive player last week. Was he dominant? No. I think I counted two or three bad plays out of 25. Awesome. Now, some other things. Oh, what's up, eh? Oh, what's up, man? He says, Matt will get hit often. Dude, it was so cool hanging out, man. Um, So cool. Absolutely love it. Now, if you look at what Stafford does and kind of their schemes and tendencies, he throws to the right side. He loves throwing to the right side, just period. Whether it's there's four categories that PFF charts behind the line of scrimmage, there's short passes, which is like zero to seven yards. Then there's intermediate, which is usually kind of like that eight to 20. Then there's deep passes, 20 plus. Every single one of those four categories, it's either a tie or like 20% more to the right side. That's just where he wants to throw play action nonstop. And they did this with. Uh, baby giraffe, uh, Jared Goff. They love play action. It doesn't matter if the quarterback's not mobile. Matt Stafford did have one of those scrambles last week. That was a killer, man. Um, he, he's an athlete now. They do 28.2% play action plays. Uh, so, like, that's a lot. Last year, the Niners, 26%. But that number's going down. We did a lot less play action in week one. Since Brock Purdy's taken over, it's just less play action. Uh, why? That's another discussion. But our play action plays are going down. We still do it. Uh, they did 5% uh, screens. It, yeah, we'll see there. It, all those different things, deep throws. They throw the ball deep a considerable amount, 15% deep throw. So they air it out. Now, my favorite matchups, these aren't matchups that I think the Niners will exploit, even though they might. These are where are the good on good matchups, which is difficult with the Rams roster. They don't have a lot of blue chip players. They, they just don't have it. So. You've got the rookie, Steve Avila, that they got in the second round. Him versus Hargrave. That one is going to be fun. Avila got out of week one with a clean stat sheet. Very, both left guards of this game, Aaron Banks, zero pressures allowed last week. Steve Avila, zero pressures allowed last week. We'll see. Now both those guys are going against some great players. Now Cameron Hayward was awesome, but he got hurt early last week. Now you got to go against Aaron Donald. Now you got to go against Hargrave. We'll see there. The tight end matchup will be fun. Tyler Higby, they want to throw it, and Higby's going to get his, you know, his targets. Hufunga's going to be all over him. I, I think Hufunga's going to be tasked with, you know, controlling the tight end, which will be huge. That's going to be fun. On the other side of the ball, oh, Stafford and Warner, the mental games, all that stuff, which you don't like to blitz Stafford. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL against the blitz. You don't want to do that. 
Um, and so you got to stay away from that one. Now, Aaron Donald versus Spencer Burford, that scares me. Can Burford pick up where Brunskill left off? We'll see. And <laughs> here's my my personal favorite matchup. Not quality, but my favorite. Brandon Ayuk and Debo versus Akella Witherspoon. That is just po- poetry. And maybe Akello gets one. I don't know. I mean, he's a risk taker. But gosh, he hates tackling. That is... I, that's the one I got circled and you do this, you're drawing up the plays on the board and you're doing all this stuff. And you're, you know, you you're in the coach's room and you got your offensive coaches or your defensive coaches, whatever you're doing. And you draw the figure eight around it right here, baby. This is it. Wherever Akella Witherspoon goes, that's my matchup. Get your popcorn ready. There's some unfinished business between these guys. I'm telling you that right now. Not that Akella's a bad dude. I don't think he is. I'm just telling you, while he was here, let the team down a few times. That's all I'm saying. Um, and so we'll see. Outside of that, there's not a lot of quality on this team to really say best on best. They got guys that are going to step up, but they haven't really proven it yet. So that's the that's the tough part in this whole equation is, all right, what do they have? I, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to have these you know quality matchups with undrafted free agents and late round guys. Maybe they'll show up, but you know you look at the Niners and what they did with their rookie class, right? Nobody's playing, not one rookie's playing. Our kicker, that's it. Kicker ain't a matchup. Kick up matchup with himself. Every damn rookie and undrafted free agent the Rams got, they all have to play. It's just the different and roster construction. Now, one of my favorite parts of this show: the interesting connections. Between these two franchises, which is fun. All right, Notre Dame, baby. You got Aaron Banks, Ben Scourneck, Kyron Williams. They were all together. Clemson, Ray-Ray McLeod, Cleland Farrell, Austin Bryant, Tremaine uh, Ancrum Jr. They were together. Isaiah Oliver and Akella Witherspoon played together at Colorado. We got one on each side. Um, the Georgia connection, you've got Robert Bill Jr., Stetson Bennett, who's no longer with the team, Warren McClendon, Darion Kendrick, they were together. But then the second wave of Georgia players with um, Charlie Warner, he only overlapped with Kendrick. He didn't overlap with those other guys. Brock Purdy, Jake Hummel, they were at Iowa State. Tabor Pepper, Brian Allen, Michigan State. Bosa and Jordan Fuller, the safety, they were at Ohio State together. Purdue, baby, making the rare appearance. Jalen Graham, Bryson Hopkins. Taylor Hopkins, Zach Thomas at San Diego State. Listen to all these South Carolina studs. Javon Kinlaw, Debo Samuel, Ernest Jones IV. That's a fun one. TCU got a lot. Uh, Steve Avila, who we've talked about, Trey Tomlinson, D. Winners. But also, another separate group that's been in the NFL a little while, Matt Pryor and Joe Noteboom were together at TCU, but not with those young pups. Uh, Sam Womack, not sure if he's going to go this week into Sean Johnson. Then we've got Quentin Lake. And Q Knight were at UCLA. Homecoming right there. Man, I hope Q Knight gets called up. That would be so cool going back to UCLA. If Samuel Womack can't go, I would really, really like that uh, taking place. Royce Freeman and Demo Lenore, they were together at Oregon. And Alabama, Cameron Latu, even though he's on IR. And Millar Forrestal. Um, I'm pretty sure I butchered a lot of those names, and I apologize. But, uh, yeah, that's what we got. Now, who wants to make some money, guys? Let's go. Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over. 
but yours has just begun with my bookie. NFL College Ball, brand new cash out system that gives you the best options to win all season long. You hit the first two legs of your parlay, guess what? You can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for a bigger payday. Join us the entire season at mybookie.ag, or you can scan the QR code right next to me. The link is in the description of this video and or podcast, however you're watching or listening. But right now, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code 49ers49ERS on your first deposit of 50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. That's 49ERS, that's the promo code, to claim your bonus now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I mean anywhere. You can bet anywhere. I've lived in California for eight years. Bet anywhere. I mean it. Head over there with MyBookie. Right, last week... We went 9 out of 11 bets. We hit on 9 out of 11. If you bet the minimum with us last week, you walked out with, I think it was 79 bucks. If you bet like 2 to $5 the whole time on all these bets, that's what you made. You bet more, obviously you did well. Now, we post all of our bets. They're up already um, on the 49ersrush.com and on our Patreon channel. Just Google 49ers Patreon. We're the first one that pulls up. Um, those are over there. And I, I'm showing you what I'm betting on all these and all those things. Um, I'll, I'll share just two quick bets that I really, really do like over here. Jawan Jennings, um, they lowered his um, reception total, which I feel like Jawan Jennings always plays well against um, the Rams. And so I'm taking him over 14 and a half receptions. That's huge. And then again, I think there's going to be scoring in this game. I do. The over-under is at 45 points. So you have to combine both the team's points. To go get that, if both teams put together, score more than that, you get paid. But I don't like that number. 45 is a tricky number because you get those 21 to 23 games or 24 to 20 games, and it doesn't cover that. So if you go all the way to alternative lines, you can adjust that. So I bumped down the line to 43 and a half. You can bump it down more if you would like to. But I think that's a significant number, and I think we're going to get paid on that one. So that's two. If you want to see the long shot bets and all that stuff, I even put a parlay in this week. I get asked to do parlays all the time. Not my favorites, but go check them out. Now, let's finish this show with our predictions, okay? I, I want to see, and I want you guys to kind of throw this out there. What are some things that you are banking on? Not that IU's going to have a good game. Not that Debo's going to do, do well. I want specifics from y'all. And, you know, this is stored on there. When you watch these YouTube videos, you can go back and you can do live chat. And you can scroll through and you can see, look, I said this. And, and it's going to show it's time stamped and all that stuff. And use your freaking bragging rights. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's what we got there. David says, uh, didn't Raheem Morris and Shanahan start in Tampa Bay? Yeah, uh, we went through that whole thing at the top of the show, David, if you missed it. They were together. I think like nine years total, Shanahan and Raheem Morris. They know each other very, very well. Um, and Ed says, hey, man, try to go to my bookie on the side. It won't let me. Reach out to me, DM me, and I'll be able to work with you and their customer service, and we'll get it taken care of. So uh, just hit me up on uh, – just email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. I got you. Uh, we've got so many people through there. We'll be able to get you what you need. Um, so you can you check that out. So let me know your predictions about whatever. You know, sacks, how many Bosa sacks go to get tackles, whatever. Throw that out there. These are my predictions. Uh, <laughs> Rob D, he says, his prediction, Sean McVay calls Kyle daddy. 
Um, that is awesome. Oh, we even got the man, Brian Carter. What's up, brother? He says, we're going to win. That's all we do versus the Rams. That is what we do. I love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, I like this prediction, David. 60-yarder. It's indoors. 60-yarder would be nice. I would be happy with that. Ed, right here. 31-14. to 14. McCaffrey, two rushing touchdowns. Ayuk, one receiving touchdown. Debo, receiving touchdown. You, Ed, you listen to the show too much. You listen to the show too much. Here are my predictions, okay? 49ers start fast. I, I think you look at what the Seahawks did to the Rams last week. The Seahawks scored on their first three possessions and then missed a field goal on their fourth possession, and then it tanked. They, they had a couple injuries in the old line, and everything just went to crap. Shanahan scripted plays are second to none. They're so damn good. I expect a lot of Kittle this game. A lot of Kittle. Uh, you know, you looked at what they did. Kittle always plays well against them, first off. Um, and I, I think Kittle's finally healthy. Last week, you know, wasn't really practicing, wasn't getting a lot of that stuff in, forced his way in there, played great. But I went back and counted the Kittle games against the Rams the last seven games. He scored a su- touchdown six out of seven games versus the Rams. Six out of seven games. And now their secondary is way worse. Their linebackers, way worse. I'm expecting a big Kittle game. I really, really am. He's getting in the end zone. Aaron Donald, he's going to get his. There's no doubt about it. But you've got to limit the number of hits on Brock Purdy. It's been too high. Week one was way too high. I didn't like that. I do think that Purdy's two-touchdown streak continues, and he's just going to continue to take that record. Because you got to remember, when the Rams play the Niners, they do that five- and six-man front and try to force the quarterback to beat them. Well, that's worked against Jimmy Garoppolo, even though we keep winning the games, but it's been tough. I don't think that's going to work against Brock Purdy, guys. I just don't think it is, especially whenever he's taking shots like to Ayuk whenever he got one-on-one coverage on the outside. I don't know. Uh, I'm just – I don't know. I want them to try it. And the 49ers are still going to run, even if they're in a six-man front. I don't give a damn. Kyle doesn't care. He's still going to run the ball. CMC is going to have a success. Might not be on the ground as much as through the air, but I got CMC over 125 yards. Every game he's played with the Niners, he scored a touchdown or gone over 100 yards. Every single time. Every time. Except for that Chiefs time whenever he only got like, what was it, like 12 first half snaps. Juwan Jennings, I got three catches, 34 yards. Defense, Stafford's second highest QBR behind Purdy. That changes. And if Stafford, he might come out hot. I'm not saying he won't, but as this game goes on and those blitzes and that D-line keeps coming, it's going to be a problem. I got the 49ers with three sacks, seven quarterback hits, and an interception. 49ers control this game. There's going to be some shaky moments. That's going to happen with Aaron Donald and McVay and Stafford. They're going to get theirs. They are. But can they do it consistently and overcome a much better roster and a much better coaching staff? I don't think they are. You know, I, I charged uh, I, I charged you up a while ago, Ed, when you said 31 to 14. That's my prediction as well. 49ers win this 31 to 14. They get that 45 points. We get paid on the over. Um, there might be some trash time scores, kind of like what we saw with Kirk Cousins in this last game. The better team is the 49ers. There's no doubt about that. You got to limit turnovers, special teams, and all those things. But I think this one's going to come out the way it should. 
I really, really do. Now, I'm excited. I'll be home for this one. So we'll have our original long therapy slash congratulatory show right after the game right here. I'll be at home, so we'll, we'll just chill, and we'll be able to go through those questions. So make sure you tune in right after the game. And, man, I appreciate you guys. Uh, appreciate all the birthday wishes that have come out. You guys have just been absolutely the best. There's no doubt about it. I want to say thank you to our executive producers, Timothy R., David G., Philip K., Kilton Niner, 49ers, George 365. They make it all happen. Until next time, man, go get that dub. Less than 48 hours, ladies and gents. Love it. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.